Well, hey guys, it's good to be with you. Cloud with you here on the New Vision Podcast. We're here with Pastor Greg Freeman. Hey, Greg. Hey, Cloud. How are you? Good to see you. And we also, hopefully, if you're listening to this, it may be years from when we're recording this. It may be you have found this on a different medium, whatever, a website page. Someone's directed it to you in the community that you work in. We're just glad that you're joining us because we're going through a leadership series, special, limited, you know, just five episodes, and we, we hope this encourages you. As I said on Friday, you know, I, I, don't tune out. Like, you, this is, has something for everybody, and I know, Greg, you're really passionate about this. We, we talked about this yesterday, talking about how biblical leaders remain close to God, and, we, and people hopefully have found this episode. But if this is your first one, Greg, tell us a little bit about the, the why. Like, what's the point of this? Yeah, thanks, Cloud. So uh, leadership is an important thing, and we can all think of examples of bad leaders, and so it's easy to believe that leadership in and of itself is self-centered or negative, but that's not really how God sees leadership. In Scripture, we see that he actually puts an expectation of leadership on people. In Genesis 1.28, after God finishes creating uh, the earth and even creating man, the Bible says, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on earth. So God expects us to have dominion on earth. That's a leadership role. God obviously is the ultimate leader, and then he's passed that on to us. And so from the very beginning... That's all men, right? Yeah, that's that's all mankind. Yeah. Yeah, everybody. And so from the very beginning, we were created to have this leadership role on earth. God chooses to work through people on earth. And so that means that leadership isn't bad. Not only that, but we see in the Bible several examples of good leadership characteristics and even models of great leadership. Uh, Even Jesus himself was a great, great leader. So uh, in their book, Designed to Lead, Eric Geiger and Kevin Peck argue that the church should be the locus of leadership development. And and why is that? That's the church has the opportunity and really the responsibility to train and develop believers to lead, not just in the church but in all aspects of life. This was a conversation that we had earlier today with our guest where as people are trained up to lead and they go live their life in different venues, they have a chance to reflect the Lord and ultimately reflect the gospel. So, I mean, it would make sense that if God creates the world and then we send the gospel, you know, hopefully you know that story if you're listening to this. If God's in the business of creation, he's also in the business of new creation. Yeah. And church, like capital C Church, is the the outpost of his kingdom here on earth, it would make sense that we would lead the way. Yeah. Yeah. Like Rangers lead the way. Well, Christians lead the way and get trained up in the church and then go absolutely and expand. And so kind of imagine if all throughout society and government and factories and retail and finance and schools and healthcare, just anywhere you can think of, there were leaders who were operating out of a biblical worldview. Just think about the impact that would have leaders who would lead based on biblical principles, who, Uh, In their leadership, they place their relationship with Christ first and foremost. And so with those leaders, you know, leading out of that gospel truth, the world would look like a very different place. And so the gospel would go outside the walls of the church and all across the world. So Mm. that's why we're talking about this. That's why we're taking this time away from our daily podcast. That's why we're talking about it uh, in the training events that we do at the church. We want every believer to lead in the area in which God has called them. And we want them to lead in ways that are consistent with his word and result in his glory, because ultimately that's one of the reasons he created us. Absolutely. Well, you have a guest. We all have a guest yeah. today. This is Chad. You so, want to introduce Yeah, him? absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about the leadership characteristic that leaders also follow the right things, right? We think about leaders leading, but leaders also follow 
and ultimately biblical leaders are called to follow the Lord. So uh, as we continue with this comparison between Saul and David, right, that we've started, it's clear that these two guys follow different things. And as we uh, get ready to introduce Chad, we just want to talk about this comparison. And Saul uh, followed the praise of people. Hopefully you listened to yesterday's episode, whenever you found this. Yeah. We, there was an episode before this with Nikki, and so basically this is attached to when we're recording this, we're going through a sermon series through the books of First and Second Samuel. And so that's what, Greg, you're yeah. talking about is that contrast. We see Saul, the first king of Israel, he just he's a mess. He's a train wreck. And then David, God calls him to replace him. And now we're, we're looking at, well, he was a good example. So you have this negative and positive example. And that's you're, you're yeah. pulling that out from the scripture. That's yeah. the connection. So to, much theology in, yeah. in First and Second Samuel. And so I'm going to read real quick First Samuel chapter 18, verses 6 through 8. And we're talking about Saul, who was following the praise of the people. Starting in verse 6. As they were coming home, when David returned from striking down the Philistine, the women came out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet with King Saul, with tambourines, with songs of joy, and with musical instruments. And the women sang to one another as they celebrated, Saul has struck down his thousands, and David his tens thousands. And Saul was very angry, and this saying displeased him. He said, they have ascribed to David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed thousands. Mm. And what more could he have but the kingdom? And Saul eyed David from that day on. So Saul was very angry. He was angry because he was following the praise of the people. Yeah. Right? But jealous. the praises were going to David. And so, yeah, exactly. He was, he was jealous. He wanted all the accolades. But by comparison, David was a man after God's own heart. So here in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 14, this is Samuel talking to Saul. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart, and the Lord has commanded him to be prince over his people, because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. So in this chapter 13, Saul, he's chasing his own glory again. He does an unlawful sacrifice. Samuel gets on him, says, because of your disobedience, God's going to install a new king. You're going to lose. You're done. Because <laughs> you were chasing, yeah, because yeah. you were chasing something else. And that king, of course, is David. And we see in uh, even in the New Testament, Paul's telling the church of Antioch in Acts 13, 22, about this bloodline through which Jesus came, right? And so in, in verse 22, uh, Acts says, and when he had removed him, he raised David up to be their king. The him there, Saul. This is, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, this is Paul talking. He raised up David to be their king, of whom he testified and said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart who will do my will. So we see that, that David, our good comparison, was following mm. God. He was yeah. seeking God's heart. He wasn't seeking his own kingdom. Now, we know David messed up on the way, but we also see that he was seeking God and he was repenting in that. So in this comparison, it's clear that godly leadership, Right, the type of leadership that we're talking about, the type of leadership that God expects, to which all believers are called, requires following God. Yeah, we don't always think about followership as a part of leadership, and so we're excited today to have Chad with us. I think about leaders who first and foremost follow Jesus. I think about Chad Davenport, and Chad's one of the godliest guys and leaders I know, and he focuses on following the Lord's will. Uh, for his life and not just his personal life or his family's life, but even for the company he leads. So Chad, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you all very much for having me here this morning. I'm, I'm just really excited to take part in the podcast. But uh, so my wife and I have been uh, attending New Vision for uh, going on six years now. And, and Cloud and I were just discussing. He he was the uh, new members uh, leader for our uh, That's cool. uh, orientation. So yeah, so it's exciting to be here with him. But so uh, Chad knows I have a great face for radio. That's 
<laughs> yes, I, I, I think I share that with you. We, okay. we have the same barber, obviously. <laughs> um, so we, we, Sarah and I have four children. Uh, we have Collins, nine years old, Amelia, 12 years old. Uh, then we have a, a 23-year-old son, Anthony, and a 25-year-old daughter who lives in Huntsville, Caitlin, two grandchildren, Chandler and Shep, and uh, son-in-law, Ben. So, so we've got a, got a full house. Uh, God's blessed us with a lot of arrows in our quiver. Awesome. So good stuff. So I am partners with a, a gentleman named John Elliott in Southern Building Group. Uh, we started that business about nine years ago and just excited to talk about some of the hardships that we've had that that have led us to where we are now and some of the the guidance that God's given us and uh, some of the things we've learned over the years. Well, we're glad to we're glad to have you with us. So, Chad, we we saw that that uh, following is a part of leading well. Um, Saul was following something else. David was following the Lord. Uh, how do you as a leader know what it is you're pursuing? How do you know what you're following? Because it's easy to follow a lot of different things in the world today. So I think probably the most foundational uh, piece of information you have to have as a leader is what the mission is. Uh, you, 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 that's, that's really what you have to understand. And and you know my my partner and I we're in the construction business and uh, you know we're, we're both Christian guys uh, and when we started out it was just a construction business that two Christian guys happened to own. Um, we knew that that we wanted more than that. We wanted it to we wanted to somehow transition into being a not just a business that two Christian guys own, but a, a Christian business. Uh, we wanted our business to to make a, a kingdom impact, uh, if you will. So, after a lot of frustration, employee turnover, uh, really becoming a, a toxic work environment, we really really kind of focused on that. Uh, and we landed on these biblically charged uh, core values we, that really defined who we are, who we wanted our company to be. Uh, and those core values are faith, service, love, humility, integrity, and tenacity. Uh, and faith being at the very top of that. Uh, and, and that's really we run uh, all of our you know, business ventures, we run all of our new employee hires, we run all of our decisions regarding how we treat our employees. We, we kind of filter those through all those core values and, uh, and that's really how we know those biblically uh, foundational core values. We, we really know uh, what we're pursuing that way. That's great. You have to follow that to lead, right? Yes, yeah, you have to. You know, we're all imperfect. Yeah, everybody, including me, uh, those core values when we set them out and and we tell all of our employees this, we tell all the people we interview this. These are things that we strive for. You know, we that, there's many days that Chad Davenport falls short of the core values, but that's why we need a savior. Yeah, right? just like David, right? <laughs> he, he messed up a bunch. So, right. But it creates a great baseline. You know, we drive our company our company's growth, we drive profits, but that has to be done within the boundaries of those core values. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. Chad, sometimes core values are great on a wall, right? But you guys live it out practically. So even today we were talking about some of the things that you guys are doing on your job site. We talk about that because it's really a manifestation of a, a very real application of, of what's important to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'll just kind of give you the, the genesis of this. So we, so John and I have a, just a great core group of employees and, and a, 
couple of these people we've had 25 year relationships with and, and they're Christian people and, and, and just, just great people. And, and we knew that they would make an impact in our company if, if we would give them the chance to do that. So we created a, a ministry board of directors in our company. And, uh, uh, John and I are part of that, but really this group of five people really drive all these things. And one of the things we do is we do a job site outreach, um, uh, you know, on our job sites, uh, they're, they're, it's probably a 90% um, Hispanic immigrant uh, workforce. And we just feel like that is just a wonderful opportunity to spread kingdom goals. Mm. You know, most of those guys come from Catholic backgrounds. Uh, they come from a, a honor-driven society. Uh, and, and what we do is we, we try to do it quarterly. Uh, we're really just kind of getting back into the rhythm of doing that after uh, coming out of COVID, some pretty hard years there. Uh, but we, we normally have a Spanish speaking, uh, pastor on site. He delivers a message. Wow, we feed cool. the guys, we provide, uh, English and Spanish Bibles. Um, I was telling Greg earlier, uh, one of the most successful, uh, outreach events that we've had, uh, we put a question box up. We heavily advertised it on site. We put a question box up and had the guys fill out questions and the, the, the pastor based his, uh, message around those kind of groups of questions that we got. And, and That's it's just, cool. it's been fantastic. Uh, in our office, of course, the, we have a lot of employees that never make it into the field and never make it into the sites, but we have a, uh, an employee or a company chaplain and he, he has just really endeared himself to everyone in our office. The culmination of all this, we had a young lady that accepted Christ in Whoa. our office uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, Man. just his interaction with her and, and at work and hopefully right? some of the things yeah at her desk that's at crazy work. uh and it, it is just just southern building group and john elliott and chad davenport did nothing to save her but just being able to be a part of that that journey for her and and witness that i mean it is just spectacular man that's great yeah. Yeah, so I mean, as a co-owner, I mean, people would expect this in the world that that Chad and John are focused on profits, maximizing uh, all of these different things. But when you pull those guys on the job site off, they're still getting paid, so that's impacting productivity. But it's for the kingdom, you know. When you call your employees together in your office, uh, they're still getting paid, so that's impacting productivity. But there's for a greater purpose, so they see you actually living out this followership mm. of the Lord as you navigate that and that has to have an impact on them. Yeah, it, it, it does. I, I tell you, I, um, I, I would say that it, it, it's kind of like, you know, the heart you need to have when you're tithing, you know, it's not really something we think about. I mean, we, we you know, we're not, we're not penciling in how much it's going to cost. Mm -hmm. And, and it's just something that, that we've just really become excited about doing about being able to serve the kingdom through work. Um, and, and you were talking about the productivity. I, so, we have a great example of, of a Christian man that works for us. Um, he is just, uh, uh, he is to me epitomizes uh, what a God loving man that, that has a job out in the world should be like. Uh, if you went on his site, he, he works on a job site. His name's Jamie Cooper. We call him Coop. Uh, so if you went on Coop's job site today, you'd immediately know who he was because he's got a cross on his hard hat. No, cool. uh, he's the guy at lunchtime. He's sitting in the job trailer eating his lunch and reading his Bible, mm. you know, getting some getting some quiet time in. And and uh, he is probably not qualified to do the job he does. Uh, 
but because of his his faith, because of the way he treats people, uh, he he has a, a a group of people on that site, whether they're believers or not, that want him to be successful just by the way he treats them, mm. uh, just his his problem solving abilities. Uh, he is probably one of the flag bearers in our company on our core values and, and how our company, not only how he treats people, but how he wants our company to treat people. Uh, so it's, it's, I, I think there's just intangible benefits to what we're doing that are related to the, to the profitability and, and pro- yeah. productivity part of our business. To yeah. Followership. Yeah. That was going to be one of my biggest questions for both of you is like, whoever's listening you're like okay what is what does this have to do with me i don't own my own company in fact my boss is a jerk we don't have christian values how on earth can i live this out how would you encourage someone that leading doesn't necessarily mean in charge and then how does followership come into encouraging them well first of all i would say that that most of us are leaders uh you know, you, you, you may be the lowest guy on the totem pole in your company, but you're leading something or somebody. You have friends. You may have children. You may just have a wife, uh, but you're leading somebody. Um, and I would say that working at a secular company, you really have – I would say you have a great opportunity, but I would say you more really have a mission, mm-hmm. right? We, we know what our mission is. I'd say that you have a mission to go into that company – be a light, you know, act like you're happy to be there, you know, make, make yourself attractive Mm. to the people around you that, that aren't Christians, uh, show them what being a follower of Christ, what having not necessarily happiness, always not necessarily (laughs) niceness, always, but (laughs) right. But, but it has to be real, but, you know, be able to express that joy, uh, that comes with being a follower of Christ, knowing that it's already all worked out. Yeah, that's good. One of my favorite definitions of leadership is as simple as this. Leadership is influence. So every human being walking on this earth has influence over somebody. You know, And I love what you just said, Chad, about it's beyond an uh, op- opportunity to share the gospel with people, but the mission. great commission yeah, yeah, is go forth and make disciples. And so it's an obligation. Right, mm, not exactly. just an opportunity, and you can do that. You don't have to pack up and go to uh, the Dominican Republic or Mexico or wherever that mission field may be, because the mission field is your workplace. Yes, and it sounds like Coop gets that. He yeah. does, and 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 what you said right there, you know, that's really one of the things that that the obligation is really one of the things that that drove us to start this. My partner, he is he is a a, a great Christian man, a, a good Christian example. And he and I both, you know, we've, we've talked about this at times, but, you know, this company we have, I mean, we've been given that we've been given this to steward over. Right. And that's the, that's Mm. not only the, you know, the productivity and the profitability, but that's the people, the relationships that we encounter, our employees, our clients, our partners. Um, and you know, it's, it, it, it's a little chilling sometimes if you read Luke 12, uh, 48, you know, to whom much is given, mm-hmm. much is expected, right? And really, you know, one of the driving things behind that is just that obligation. You know, I don't want to stand in front of Jesus one day and and him say, okay, give an accounting of this construction company and give an accounting of this great life I've given you. And and me have to say, well, I, I spent it all on 
worldly things. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or missed opportunities. Or missed for, opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of these exactly. thousands of people who have been yeah. part of your projects. Yeah. Because you do big projects. Yeah. We we have. There's times when we have up to. We we probably had projects with up to 250 workers at a time. Wow. On a single project. Yeah. So that's a huge audience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, big bigger audience. than some churches. Yeah. Yes. If you have the chance yeah. to to do some of that yes now chad part of it and and you guys have been in this too you mentioned it before we all fall right yes everybody listening knows that we all we all fall yeah but part of following the lord is getting back up and doing it but do you guys ever find a time where you're it's hard to um where you're you're pressed on your values you know you're, you're frustrated because somebody dropped the ball in a big way or didn't deliver but you're realizing but our values say that we have to act with love, with faith, with grace, with humility, all those things. Yeah, that's been a, you know, that's been a, a, a struggle for me. I, I didn't become, I didn't accept Christ uh, until probably about 15 years ago. Um, and, and you know, I, 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 was, I would look back and on that 15 year ago, Chad Davenport, mm-hmm. I've seen a remarkable difference. Um, but it's 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 diff, more difficult to conduct yourself in a Christian way, especially in the construction business, which is known most of the time to be opposite of the Christian. <laughs> yeah, not, you know, it's just a little rough. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I would say that it it's sometimes difficult. Sometimes you know you have to overcome the the compulsiveness of reacting, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would also say that, you know, since I accepted Christ, God has given me, you know, patience, kindness, mm-hmm. not anywhere near where I want to be, but in increasing manner, I would say over the last 15 years, uh, he has equipped me to deal with those things much, much better. Yeah. yeah. Bearing fruit. Bearing fruit. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. You're talking about just stewarding. And, and I think back to Saul who was given the nation of Israel. To steward and he didn't do it well and we see what happens right to Saul but but you guys have an opportunity to steward what just looks like to most people just a company but it's really a bunch of individuals and really some eternities in stake that's a, exciting yeah it's it's really overwhelming to think about um you know if if, if out of all these job sites uh, what if we touch one you know what if we touch one person one soul out there. one soul yeah. What if that soul touches ten thousand souls? Mm. You know, yeah. And uh, you know, we we can't make anybody be saved. We can't make anybody accept the the message of Christ. But you know, that's not what we're going to be uh, judged on. I mean, that's you know, just going out and and fulfilling the mission, taking uh, advantage of the opportunities that Christ has put before us. Uh, you know. We know that our salvation is not based on works, but we also know that God set the good works out there for us to do in advance. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like I said, again, the obligation to not stand in front of Jesus one day and, and say, sorry, we, you know, yeah. we, we kind of did our own thing. Yeah, you think right? about the parable of the talents, yeah. yep. you know, and get behind me. That's great. Well, Chad, thank you so much for coming in. And, you know, some of the things you were talking about, it made me think about like it's inescapable. You talked about caring for people. I mean, you you have a mission. You're building stuff, but you also care for people. And so, just as a heads up, if you're listening to this, we have an episode that's coming after this with uh, Maria Johnson, where we're talking about how even more about how leaders care for people. And I know Chad, you've 
alluded to that many times doing that well thank you so much for being here and thank greg you setting everything up yeah, and chad thanks man yep thank y'all very much y'all have a great day and we'll see you on the next episode